1: Have we learned nothing from Anna Nicole Smith? I know it's hard to see Britney Spears as a human being, but trust me, she is. She's a
0: person. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. I know we usually do some little little fun dance up at the top, but uh, today we gotta launch right into the topic because there's just so much, maybe too much to discuss. We're referring, of course, to the bombshell testimony that Britney Spears gave in court on Wednesday that detailed the level of control that her father has over her life as the custodian of her conservatorship. Her statement describes, there's no other way to say it, a really fucking bleak life where every single choice she has from how she spends her money to where she goes to therapy to whether or not she can get her IUD removed, none of those decisions are made by britney spears the testimony comes on the tail end of the rise of an influential online movement known as hashtag free britney.
1: so consider today's episode your kind of cocktail party crib sheet if you uh manage to get stuck next to somebody talking about this at a party you'll
0: you'll be caught up to speed what exactly is hashtag free britney? when did it start what exactly do they want and the bigger question How is Britney herself involved in the Free Britney movement? And what do all these details of Britney's conservatorship mean for the future of Free Britney? And more importantly, what do they mean for Britney herself for the future of a hopefully, ideally, in theory, free Britney?
1: So Madison, tell me, how do you feel about hashtag Free Britney?
0: I've been very intrigued by Free Britney, Britney Spears' online presence, and, and this idea that the Britney Spears pop icon robot superstar is this, like, crafted, not real version of herself, which means I have spent a lot of time at night watching, you know, old videos of, like, Britney Spears on Star Search singing Love Can Build a Bridge at age, like, 9 or 10. I love how deep this lore goes. What well, I mean- do you know about this? There's, like, this, this, this conspiracy theory online that her voice, the, like, as we know it now was in fact, like, manufactured and, like, taught into her. And if you go back and listen to her singing as a little girl, it's, like, much deeper. It has, like, more vibrato. Like, she's classically trained, in, to some degree. Don't you, Don't you think it's
1: time? When we stand together, it's a I did not know this i mean i think in some like some recess of my mind that is generally percolating everything about britney spears seemed manufactured and not in a i don't, I don't want to say that in like a sexist way but just in that like she was the product and she right there
0: was britney spears the person and then yeah. there was britney spears pop star
1: yes exactly and so i always assumed that there was some level of some might say artifice some might say training some might say just you know ingrained
0: skill to this performance that she was putting on for all of us. Well, Rachel, I invite you to join me in putting on a tinfoil hat, wrapping a a boa constrictor around your shoulders, and uh, coming on this journey. It's wrapped. (laughs) (laughs) So to start, we're going to give a primer on the last decade plus in the world of Britney Spears. And to start with that, we do need to explain what a conservatorship is. So... It's a court appointment of a person or a team to oversee someone's finances if they're incapable physically or mentally of doing so themselves. So a non-nefarious version of this would be, say, you're the child of a parent, like an adult child of a parent with severe dementia, and you need to take over their finances because they are no longer capable of doing so. But conservatorships don't just stop at money. They can also be given control over... What effectively boils down to every aspect of a person's life, where they live, their health care, their social media usage, their friends, who they date? Uh, conservatorships do vary state by state, but they are always instated by a court order. So Britney Spears has been living under a conservatorship, this legal bind since early two thousand eight uh, after she was put on an involuntary psychiatric hold and her father, uh, James, he goes by Jamie Spears not to be confused with her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. I have made that mistake multiple times. I don't,
1: I don't, like, I'm going to say up until this year, I don't think I quite realized they were different people.
0: Um, Not the star of Zoe 101. Oh my God. (laughs) What a show. (laughs) So Jamie Spears and a lawyer who goes by who goes by a lawyer whose name is Andrew Wallet, uh, which I've always found to be sort of funny since this is a story deeply rooted in Britney Spears's millions. His
1: name is Wallet, and he's taking over Britney's fortune?
0: <laughs> yes. Mr. Wallet and Mr. Spears are named conservators of Britney Spears' net worth. Her finances, we're talking millions and millions of dollars on a temporary basis. So this was 2008. Right after she shaved
1: her head in, like, 2007? That's right? correct.
0: Yeah, You close your eyes, you can still picture those horrible coffee mugs. If Britney Spears can make it through 2007, I can make it through this day.
1: I mean, I mostly just remember that photo of her doing it is just so ingrained in my brain because of just how widely
0: distributed it was. Honestly, my memories of it are of being a part of the cruel ethos of tabloid journalism at the time, of of a world that was so just willing to call Britney crazy and write her off as such because that was what the media was feeding us. I mean,
1: she later says that she shaved her head in 2007 because she was sick of being touched by people. I remember reading about this. I'm sorry, Madison, cover your ears on Tumblr, which was, again, like one of the places (laughs) where in which all of the kind of notions I was receiving through tabloids in the early aughts were dispelled. Because people were very much committed to being like, what you think about Lindsay Lohan and what you think about Britney Spears is in fact deeply sexist and deeply misogynistic. So
0: the conservatorship obviously becomes permanent. And here we are, sort of, because during all of the past 13 years, Britney Spears continues to work, continues to perform in Vegas on the regular Uh, But reports continue to indicate that she's not making any of her own decisions, that she's still not allowed to. There was a Times report in 2016, which up until very recently was one of the closest glimpses we got, uh, that said Britney was still having all of her purchases tracked. But meanwhile, in 2015, Britney Spears tells people, I'm in a real good place in my life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. But if the conservatorship was still happening, that makes that kind of statement hard to believe. Right, right. Fast forward a couple years, Andrew Wallett, the lawyer, steps down in 2019 and says that the conservatorship will cause, quote, irreparable harm and immediate danger to Britney Spears if it doesn't change. So the change there is that her dad becomes solely in charge until September of that year when her care manager, a woman named Jody Montgomery, gains control over her care. So that's things that aren't financial. In spring of 2019, Britney's mom... Lynn Spears, not to be confused with Jamie Lynn Spears or Jamie Spears. Oh, my
1: God. Wow. (laughs) I just had a brain explosion. Like the realization that just.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But Jamie. Mm -hmm. No, sorry. Lynn Spears asks for more involvement in the conservatorship. In August of 2020, Britney's lawyer says that Britney has preferences about the conservatorship and the way it should be going forward. She wants to keep Joni Montgomery as her conservator permanently, the woman managing her care, and that she wants a bank to handle her business affairs. There's a specific um, trust company she names. But essentially, she's asking for, you know, financial professionals who aren't her dad.
1: Yeah, what's striking to me about all of this and all of what I've heard about Free Britney and this entire conservatorship is that Britney, as far as the public knows, has never really asked to be fully released from the conservatorship until now. Up until this point, she's just been asking for her father not to be involved.
0: In November of 2020, a judge refuses that request to remove her father, uh, but does appoint the Bessemer Trust, the bank, as a co-conservator and says they'll consider it in the future. So things move a little, but not in the direction that we from glimpses and reports have been led to believe that Britney Spears would like. I think something really wild about this entire story is that Britney Spears, the entire first half of her life in the public eye, the media and and her fandom and her haters felt that they, they were owed, like all Britney mm-hmm. all the time. And so there's this sort of twist now where we don't get that in this conservatorship story. And that's why this week was such a bombshell
1: well isn't part of it also that her father wanted all these court records sealed which um is that decision being made for britney's privacy sake or is that decision being made so that people don't find out what's happening
0: so that's a really great question and one that has been brought up a lot by the people behind an internet movement called hashtag free which is a a movement of Britney Spears support that starts growing online in the last, let's say, four years. You're familiar with Hashtag Free Britney, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's an
1: impossible to not be. I feel like <laughs> when it first started kind of going viral was the first time I understood the conservatorship. I, I just I didn't realize that this was happening. And I was like, this seems objectively wild. I must be missing something because otherwise, why is it still going on?
0: Probably the biggest moment or the moment that puts Free Britney on the radar more mainstream happens in 2017 when an anonymous caller leaves a voicemail for the hosts of a Britney Spears fan podcast called Britney's Gram. And Britney's Gram started out as a podcast devoted to all things Britney Spears would post on Instagram because the the woman has quite the strange Instagram brand. Again, all of this gets cast so grimly now with more information about potentially the zero control or choice she has over what she's putting online. But in those days, it seemed okay to have a little fun and enjoy, you know, Britney Spears would like buy three dresses, one in pink, one in yellow, one in white, and like strut down the same hallway in her house three times. Be like, which one do you like?
1: I remember this, and I remember thinking, she seems happy, like, even if a bit weird.
0: (laughs) So, Britney's Gram receives this voicemail, in which the caller alleges that they are a former paralegal who worked on Britney Spears' conservatorship, and that the show is, quote-unquote, onto something. The something being that the discussions on the podcast have well exceeded, like, the initial idea, and now are talking about, is something rotten in the state of the Spears household— and lo and behold, comes in this guy who says, claims to have this insider intel.
1: Hi there. Um, I cannot disclose who I am. Um, I just heard the latest episode. You guys are onto to something. Um, I used to be a paralegal for an attorney that worked um, with Britney's conservatorship. I'm no longer with them. Um, and what is happening is disturbing, to say the least. Is this voicemail ever verified? No. But I'm assuming that hashtag Free Britney
0: takes it as gospel. Mm-hmm. So there, there continues to be more and more fuel for Free Britney. Uh, it does have a conspiratorial aspect to it. So, you know, people would look for secret messages in her Instagram posts. You know, there's a video where... She does, like, a Q&A. She says, uh, you know, lots of people have been asking questions about me. I'm going to answer some of them. Spoiler, she doesn't answer any of the questions you actually want answered, but she gives this sort of sad and bizarre answer about how Frozen is her favorite movie. My favorite Disney movie is probably Frozen, just
1: because I really like the fact that the two sisters, um, their relationship, and then one goes off and lives in a castle just because she can't deal anymore.
0: And if you want to believe that these are signs... You will find a community of people.
1: (laughs) I mean, as someone who is perhaps prone to conspiratorial thinking, I can see how the tinfoil hats spread.
0: Especially because... Especially given the
1: fact, I mean, the germ of a conspiracy theory is something true. And I don't think most people want to acknowledge that. Is that. like People are like, oh, they're wild. And I'm like, the germ of most conspiracy theories is something true. And what is true is that this conservatorship is a wildly overreaching... And controlling part of her life. And so if you have that,
0: then is anything really that wild? Right. I don't want to cheapen Free Britney by making it out to be this total like follow the white rabbit kind of thing. Yeah, no. Because at its core, it is a group of people who, and let's be clear, online fandoms sometimes get things wrong. And they sometimes move quick and loud in ways that ultimately are not a net good but but at its core like you're describing this is a a story about a plight of a woman who maybe is trapped by this this legal
1: thing this legal thing aka 75 percent of life
0: <laughs> <laughs> free britney you know shows up outside the courthouse when there are court appearances they zoom bomb remote proceedings over the summer in 2020 to the point where The proceedings get postponed for months. This is what I'm saying about sometimes the best of intentions.
1: Yeah, perhaps
0: don't delay court proceedings. (laughs) Um, And then earlier this year in 2021, the documentary Framing Britney Spears, uh, reported out by Liz Day of the New York Times, comes out and sort of mainstreams what the Free Britney community has been saying all along. You know, this documentary lays out the ways in which Britney Spears was hounded by paparazzi from the time she was a teenager on, how journalists were invasive, how when she dated Justin Timberlake and they broke up, he was cast as the wrong boy next door, and she was a slutty evil bitch who had something to apologize for. Fuck you, Diane Sawyer. You've seen that interview, right? She she straight up asks Britney Spears.
1: He's gone on television and pretty much said you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain so much suffering what did you do I have I've seen clips of that interview because I am a few years younger than you a lot of Britney's story I found out about within the last two or three years where it is so obviously evil that it kind of boggles the mind that Diane Sawyer and Matt Lauer are like journalists who are respected.
0: The inversion of the question Diane Sawyer opposes, though, is, is what we're talking about today and what we're going to talk about going forward when we talk about the testimony that Britney Spears gave in court on Wednesday. Because we shouldn't be talking about what Britney Spears did to Justin Timberlake or what Britney Spears did to the media or the pop industry or her family. We should be talking about what all of those parties did to Britney Spears. After the break, we're finally going to hear from Britney herself. Well, You're going to hear from Brittany, through Rachel and I, uh, (laughs) via a 24-minute court testimony that she made on Wednesday, laying out in agonizing detail exactly how the conservatorship has impacted her life. It's a whole lot. I'm not going to lie. All right, we are back and things are about to get toxic. (sighs) Madison, I really thought that we were
1: going to make it through
0: this entire episode without a single one of those. So on Wednesday, Britney Spears is slated and then gives a 24 minute testimony before a judge because she wants to be released from her conservatorship to have the terms of her conservatorship changed (laughs) before her statement. Her uh, boyfriend, Sam Asghari, posts a photo of himself wearing a hashtag Free Britney shirt, which I just love. I, wow, a supportive boyfriend?
1: Also, I cannot imagine, like, the joy and the movement at that point. Like, the kind of vindication. I, they had to have been partying.
0: Right, well, that's like, you know, like, what are the the degrees of Kevin Bacon of Britney Spears? That's like the closest no, I exactly. imagine that they've yes. gotten.
1: Yeah, they're <laughs> just like, oh, we've
0: done it. <laughs> So the stakes surrounding this testimony are incredibly high because this is a person we, the public, not that we really have a right to this shit, but it does seem like in this case, the more people who hear Britney speaking for herself, the better. We haven't heard from Britney Spears in over a decade, not from real Britney Spears. Right. And the statement is
1: incredibly candid and also harrowing the things that she says in this testimony are like beyond the pale.
0: She describes being made to work against her will, being medically treated against her will with lithium, being made to attend therapy in a very public place where she can be constantly hounded by paparazzi. She says she asked to have her IUD removed and she was told, no, she wants to get married. Can't do that. And have another baby. Can't do that. She says she just wants to be able to ride in the car with her boyfriend driving. She makes all these allegations and claims in her statement. And the quote that really stuck out to me is, quote, I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. I am traumatized.
1: It's really impossible to read this testimony and come away thinking anything beyond the fact that that her father is a deeply terrible human being. I mean, everything is being controlled in her life from her reproductive rights to her voting rights. She has to clear who, like, when and where she votes by her father. There are so many things in here that just make me speechless, but the IUD thing in specific is just like chilling.
0: I mean, like, it's. it's- it's cheap in 2021 to be like mm, handmaid's tale shit but like no wow. handmaids no it's
1: <laughs> now you're doing the home thing
0: um and at the same time
1: that she is being controlled in this way she's also performing and so it's like how much of like that las vegas residency that she fucking crushed how much of that was her choice like did she want to be up there night after night after night
0: doing that Britney Spears lays this out in, in detail in this testimony, all the ways in which she excels in what she does, that she takes her work seriously, that she is amazing at being Britney Spears. And honestly, I mean, tell me something that anybody who has been to one of her Vegas shows couldn't have told you, you know, those shows reportedly make a half a mil per, per show. Oh, oh,
1: per show.
0: I, I don't know if your TikTok algorithm has caught onto uh, Britney talk but I keep getting served videos of her leading Vegas rehearsals of her teaching dancers and doing choreography. And it's exactly as she describes it in this testimony. And if a person can do all of that, it does raise the question, shouldn't they be capable of controlling at least some aspects of their own life? Yes. It's very dark, not perhaps as dark as uh, seeing tweets from people like Perez Hilton and Justin Timberlake, after this statement... Oh, fuck them. <laughs> uh, Justin has this multi-tweet thread saying that he and Jess, which is his you know, wife, Jess Biel, are sending support. Prez Helton is reporting the news. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, this... You were a part of that.
1: You can't just say you're sending your support and not recognize the ways in which you are culpable and complicit in what is happening right now.
0: One of the most interesting things to come out of the news this week, though, for me isn't actually the testimony itself, uh, because while that's more horrifying than I could have imagined, it is sort of what I could have imagined. It's uh, There was a Times report earlier this week that this isn't a new side of Britney Spears. It's just new to us publicly. She's actually been trying internally to get out of this for some time. So the Times uh, acquired confidential court records uh, that said, she had expressed quote-unquote serious opposition to this more frequently than anyone knew and just described the wild level of restrictions, you know, from her love life to the color of her kitchen cabinets. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: This is hers. She made this money. It is built off of everything that she has done. So for her to have no say over how
0: her house even looks even if there are parts of that statement that turn out to not be true. There are still huge questions about how a person like Britney Spears can be this consummate professional on stage, day in and day out, and be lacking the mental and physical faculties to make a single decision about her own life. That seems nearly impossible to me. Same. And before before I can hear the voice of the internet saying, well, then why doesn't she just not do it? Because she is afraid. The only choice she has is to perform well. And as she's described... That's a thing that brings her joy. She takes pride in being Britney fucking Spears. It's Britney, bitch. That is the one thing she has been able to control in these years, even being forced to work. Of course, she's going to get up there and be Britney, bitch. The other thing to remember here is if Britney Spears still does need help, if she still does need a court appointee to handle elements of her life, that's great. A conservatorship is super supposed to be a fluid thing in a situation where the conservatives' needs are likewise fluid. And I really want to make the point that
1: Britney Spears is one of the most visible women on the planet. What's happening to Britney Spears is happening to so many people across the United States who are disabled. The IUD thing did
0: immediately make me think about, like, turn on my, like, U.S. high school memories of this Supreme Court case, um, Buck v. Bell, which basically legalized forced sterilization in this country. Uh, in the 20th century, around 70,000 people in the United States were forcibly sterilized. Uh, this included deaf people, blind people, mentally ill people, and, shocking to no one, overwhelmingly poor people and people of color.
1: Like, there is no Free Britney movement for a community of disabled poor people of color who the legal system largely mistreats and would allow to be exploited by these outside forces that are now named conservators over their life. I mean, there was a big New Yorker piece a few years ago about how the elderly lose their rights, and it was directly talking about conservatorships and the ways in which it allows for exploitation of people who are not allowed or considered fit to testify for themselves in court. And so it's this terrible feedback loop where in which once you are deemed in need of a conservatorship, it is impossible to get out of one. And if you don't think that that is a system that is ripe for exploitation, then, like, I don't know what the fuck to tell
0: you. It also makes me think of the composition of the Free Britney movement. A lot of women, a lot of LGBTQ people, disability advocates, the types and groups of people who who know exactly too well what it is like to be mistreated by our legal system.
1: Which is why when people keep painting, like, the Free Britney movement as this kind of conspiracy theory, there is, again, always, like, a seed of truth and of lived experience at the center of most, like, quote-unquote conspiracy theories. And... That needs to be
0: acknowledged. It's such a bigger story than just Britney Spears, which I think is something that, you know, disability advocates and people who work in this who are doing the work in this space all the time have said this week, you know, it's great. You're mad about Britney Spears. Get mad about how this country treats people who are having a lot worse than Britney Spears. Get mad about the fact that disabled people in this country can't get married without risking losing. SSI, Medicaid, Medicare benefits. You know, I think the only way to end this episode is to state what we know to be certain. First thing, Britney Spears wants out of her conservatorship and she wants out of it now. The second thing, the United States legal system treats disabled and mentally ill people like shit. And the third, Chris Crocker was right all along.
1: (laughs) Leave Britney alone! All right, that is the show. We will be back in your feeds on Wednesday, so definitely subscribe. It's the best way to never miss an episode. Please leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. I'm not joking about that. If you like the show, please leave a review. And uh, tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like what's going on with the black TikTok dance creators on strike right now. A question we got DM'd multiple times and we will be covering on the show. You can also drop us a note at icyymiaslate.com. Who knows, you might
0: end up on the show. ICymi is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman is Slate's culture editor and Gabe Roth is editorial director of audio. See you online we're not Mm, yeah you're not wrong you're
1: not oh what (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you have that in you how was i supposed to know i'm sorry when did britney wasn't right yeah